You're listening to the League of Ordinary Gentlemen podcast with your hosts, Brent and Angelo. This is episode 51 of your favorite podcast in mind for the Lugue, the future. Angelo, how are you doing today? Well, it's good. Special edition, right? Tuesday afternoon podcast. We got one in last Friday. We got a special one in today. So I'm feeling great. How are you doing? I'm amazing. I am so good. It hurts. All right. Wow. Yeah, yeah I know. It's, uh, that's just the way it is. And this is a treat for people because, like, uh, you know, it's a faster turnaround for the podcast. I know. They're going to get a notification today. And yeah. they're going to say, whoa, another From podcast. From the favorite podcast catcher. What yep. do you use to catch your podcasts? Uh, Apple. Apple. I use everything Apple. So. Everything, yeah. Yep. So if there's ever a data breach with Apple, I'm in a lot of trouble. And I, I don't think that will ever happen. I was part don't of the data. Worry. I was part of the data breach with uh, Life Labs, by the way. Oh, were you? Yep. Yeah. So I'm excited. I mean, it's I've never I, been. I don't think. Well, our credit cards were stolen last year, so I have been part of other data breaches. But oh, yeah. this is good. I feel it's like a an sense adult. Of belonging. It is a sense of. Belonging. I've been waiting for a while to be part of a data breach. Hopefully, they pay my mortgage. Okay. There you go. All right. So, so here was. We got a big show. Once you run down what we have, um, and then we'll just start with some uh, some good highlights. Okay, a couple of things in the NHL. We need to talk about um, Ray Shiro, obviously, getting let go. The Marshawn shootout that we're going to talk about in a sec from last night. Uh, we'll obviously get into our winners and losers, some new names, some familiar names. I'm excited about that. And then um, in the future, we're going to talk about this year's crop of rookies. Yeah. We're going to talk about the sophomores who are in their second year. And then, because of the World Junior Championships, we got to talk about the draft class of uh, 2020 this upcoming June, and a couple of players that everyone's excited about. That's crazy. Well, that's that's huge. Huge show. Okay, so yesterday, out of nowhere, uh, Ray Shiro, the GM of the New Jersey Devils, we had said he did the best job of any GM last summer, and I think everyone would have agreed. You know, picking up um, Subban, obviously winning the lottery. Taylor Hall was excited, and it's just been a mess for them. Um, so they agreed to part ways. I guess they had a difference of opinion on what the future lo- uh, was going to look like. He'd made some moves, but with the the trade deadline coming up, they decided to go in a different uh, direction. It, Does it surprise you that he got let go? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yes and no. It's just it the hype that was surrounding New Jersey, and I think that's probably part of it. The hype that was surrounding New Jersey um, uh, in the off season. And then the season that they've had has been a complete disaster. So it, it, it might surprise that something needs to change. Um, no, but this is that's pretty big, right? Because you have somebody who is touted as a, you know as really changing a franchise around. I think that's fair to say. And then all of a sudden, um, it's in the toilet. And uh, here you have uh, the the uh, the president reacting in such a way that uh, he's out. Yeah, so now Shiro's a great hockey guy. He led the, the Pittsburgh Penguins to Stanley Cups. He's actually got an Ottawa connection as well. He was the former assistant GM there. I wouldn't be surprised if he circles back and potentially is a name we'll see for the president of hockey operations in Ottawa. Oh, which that's interesting. Awesome. Yeah, I was just about to ask you that. Do you think he'll be snagged up pretty quickly? Which you I know. think so. I think this is a difference of opinion. I think everyone loved what he did last summer, and it just didn't pan out. Now, if you were to compare Ray Shiro yeah. to a GM in our pool, because everything comes back to the Lug, who reminds you of someone who's uh, you know had high expectations but has been a complete disappointment for for you personally this year? Blair, really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm okay. throwing it out. I mean, the, uh, the great Heisenberg. He's not so great. You're right just now. calling him the Heisenberg. I'm just calling them. Okay. Yeah. He he's he's been a bit. Um, uh, you know he he's having a good run. 
Um, you know, he's he's but he's he's not in the money. You so know, he's, he's having like the equivalent of a four or five game winning streak in the NHL is what you're saying? Oh, at best. What what has disappointed you about him? Um. I, you just expect a little bit more about him. You'd expect some deals. You'd expect the trades. You'd expect the moving and the shaking, and and you're not seeing any of it. Did you think that you know he's he was- not he's not thoughtful as much as I am with respect to planning and trading and calculating uh, with respect to to um, my moves in the pool. Now, I do don't move him. Is it because he won last year and you expected him to to? Well, absolutely. I mean, like. Like come now, when you when you win and then you, and you start the season off in the basement and then you, yeah you're making your way up to the middle of well, the pack. Well, let me correct you. You started the season off day one in first place. Yeah, but then, then quickly it went to the toilet. Right? He's still kind of circling in the bowl right now. So yeah, you know he's sitting, and we'll get to him in a bit because because we're actually going to return back to Blair in a little bit too. But you know what? I would expect a, I would expect a little bit more out of him uh, with respect to the deals. As I said, I've outmaneuvered him. I've out, I've out traded him. I think I'm actually in a better position to. Um, You're only thirty points behind him. Listen, listen, it, minor. We're not even at the All Star break yet, and so that, that that's who I'm saying uh, is is my uh, Ray Shero right now. Okay, so from a performance perspective, you heard it here first, folks. Mm-hmm. Jewel is calling out Blair's performance yeah. as a seventh place, eighty something manager. He's been good, as but his Ray Shero. Ratio moment for the He's year. a good Heisenberg. He's not great. Okay. Well, fair and enough. Hey, hey listen, everyone's entitled to their opinion. Listen, if you have a moniker like in, in your name, if it's, you're calling yourself great, you better be great. I'm careless. You are. <laughs> in many aspects. In many of your aspects life. of my life. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There we go. So and that's, you that's do, anyway. And you also whisper to yourself a lot. I talk I, to myself repeatedly. You whisper, I am such a disappointment. I am <laughs> such a disappointment. What okay. happened? Nice, nice that your New Year's resolution never actually materialized to be nice. I did it for one day. No, you did not. Which is not to me. You made it to somebody else, but you never have been nice to me. I think, you know what? If a New Year's resolution is I want to lose weight, oh my God. you're still allowed to have a chocolate bar. You're my chocolate bar. <laughs> Why well, have a Toblerone? <laughs> yeah, big, like a super size. Okay, yeah. uh, Marshawn. Yeah, Brad Marshawn, one of the greatest players in the NHL, no question, right? Well, and one of the greatest fantasy. And you players. haven't seen this yet. I haven't seen this. I wake up this morning and I see this. He has maybe the biggest blunder in NHL shootout history. Yeah, um, he's the fifth shooter. It's gone to the fifth round. He skates up with speed to yep. center ice. Yep. and completely misses the puck. So the referees have to concur what just happened. And there was a forward motion with the puck, mm-hmm. which means in, in a shootout, in a, uh, you can't make a backwards motion. You yep. can't stop with the puck. So that puck um, was in movement, which means that was a shootout attempt. Complete disaster. Charlie Brown moment for uh, Brad Marchand. Yep. And uh, what can you do? And you know what I thought of? Yeah. It immediately comes back to the pool. I bet you thought of something well, like that came, in the pool. it came back to the pool. So yep. Ray Shiro, you think of the great Heisenberg. Yeah. That moment... Reminds me. I got. I got my person in in mind. It, it's is it yourself? <laughs> no, oh, not okay. at all. When I saw that, I, I saw that. Is that how Jewel feels after the draft? <laughs> Often, or or when you decide to rebuild, that sort yeah. of ah crap. I missed the puck. Listen, listen. Um, and I'm not being mean. Yeah. I'm asking. I'm being inquisitive. I am. I am like a Mashon type player. I am. I am a, a elite. You are. Uh, I'm an elite fantasy type player. Predictable. You're um, predictable like Mashon. I, I make and gas. You like. You like gonna... How many times have I told you not to lick your computer screen? <laughs> right. Yeah. You like to lick like Mashon. I do. Apparently. Um, but to be honest with you, like uh, on occasion, elite players make gaffes. They make errors. We are human. We're fallible. Okay. Right. So I'm currently. Making a gaffe. I, I, I made a mistake in my season. 
It's not and material. But listen, was it a careless mistake? No. Or maybe. was it a carefree mistake? It may, it may, uh, you should actually change your name to the Carefree Whispers. Carefree Whispers. <laughs> It'll be better that way. It might be. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do that if Blair calls himself the uh, okay Heisenberg or the good Heisenberg or just the mediocre Heisenberg. Okay, so if, if Blair changes his name to the good Heisenberg, you'll yeah. change your name to the Carefree Whispers? For, for a week. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, coming back to this, I made a mistake, a couple couple mistakes this season, yeah, but you know what? I'm going to circle around, and uh, second half is going to be uh, out of this world. Well, when we get into winners and losers, you're going to see you are in a dogfight yeah. for the ages with Nick. Yeah. So well, this is, But the, see, that comes back to it. Nick is my Marshawn, this uh, shootout uh Manager, yep. That's, he's my guy because of, of his whack a doodle trades with uh, with you. Can I go ahead and buy the beer and then just give you the receipt? Yeah, maybe. Okay. I yeah, might yeah, yeah. You're planning on a good for having a good weekend or something. So not, you know what? Let's. Uh, that's that's our NHL news. We are a bit tight for time today, as we can hear through a few announcements. We're shooting this uh, when we can fit it in. Um, but that's our NHL news. Any other NHL news that you're thinking of? I went mind? back and I looked at that um, uh, McDavid goal. That yeah, from last and what'd week. you think? That was I, I've never seen anything like that in, in, in my life. Uh, and I've, again, played some phenomenal pickup hockey. Hey, last question. Last yeah. week we mentioned Carey Price. I'd mentioned uh, Pekka Rene as, yeah, a, as, yeah, a, yeah. as a big name for a trade yeah. that hasn't performed up to yep. speed. Uh, and we mentioned Carey Price is another one. Lo and behold, TSN yesterday has an article from, uh, I think, the Journal de Montreal there saying... Good French. That, oh, well, it is my third language. Um, we should do the rest of the, the podcast in French in just French. to practice. Yeah. Um, that now's the time to trade Carey Price. What do you think? Wow. And they weren't talking about our pool. It no. It was actually real life. Well, that's interesting. He has huge value. Like, any team would be would be giving up, like, multiple draft picks. Yep. Um, huge prospects. Like, the, like the value of that player to, to another team is, is monumental. I don't know. That would be uh, that would be tantamount to, like... Uh, um, Patrick Wall. Patrick Wall leaving. Huge. Yeah, it'd yeah. be huge. So that'd be interesting to see. I hope they do it. And I hope PMF uh, trades them as well because it's more entertaining when it happens in our pool. Trades are fun. Winners and losers time. Yeah. Here okay. we go. So this is this is this is uh, this is uh, awesome. I love this. Okay, so uh, you know we've had five days. Uh, yeah. But in those five days, we've had guys you know move as as high as six and a half plus or minus. So it's been a significant five days, and we've seen some of our leaders yeah. kind of go up and down. So there's been a, uh, quite a change in the standings. Uh, you want to do winners this week? Uh, yeah, let's start with winners. So last week we said very clearly that um, we feared the Tampa Bay goalies or Doug's goalies going on a run. Yep. And this is now happening. Yeah, Vasilevsky scored two shutouts in the last week. Yep. He's our biggest winner, plus six. He vaults into third place, uh, but more impressively, 101 points. So he's cracked the century mark. Doug Bowlby's our biggest winner. Yeah, he's 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 obviously the man right now uh, in the pool. He's 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 uh, puffing his chest. He's got he's got uh, uh, Vasi uh, playing exactly how he needs to him. He's getting those points and he's getting sorry not the points, but he's getting getting the the stats that he needs. And listen, um, I've tried, I've tried, and I have tried to pry away uh, Vasi. He ain't moving because he he firmly believes oh. he not only is he I in know. the money, but he firmly believes. He's on. This is just the start of his run, and then he can win this. And I actually agree with him on this one. So the best part of this is the stress that this is is giving you. It is. I, I actually left Doug alone for a while because I had been hounding him for goalies. I did a quick uh, text the other day. Is uh, yep. Bennington is Bennington available? No, absolutely not. No. He he is he's he still, is 
He has locked down any kind of trade re- requests for goaltending he or needs anything to like that. He needs to change his name to Stanpot. Yeah, because he's not doing anything. No, he's not. He's- and this is that's the best part of it, and 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 this is the fun piece of of it because our. our uh, I'm gonna. We're gonna leave number two for a second. We're gonna to go to the third biggest winner. Okay. Hey, and and uh, Doug was plus six. Our third winner, PMF at plus five. Not a big difference. But Carrie- this. Is, but this is. But it's exciting because last week he was down nine. He was on the losing side of, of things. Mm-hmm. Right. So he was down nine uh, points to ninety nine points. Now he's up second, one hundred and four, uh, a jump of five points. He's also back in the mix. So you know what terrifies me about both of these guys, and uh, actually number two as well on our our list is all three guys jumped because of one category, shutouts. Yeah, and this is how close things are. Um, and you mentioned this last week, is I asked you which, which uh, categories you know, in your, uh, that you have uh, the lead in are, are really narrow. And uh, you couldn't tell me off the top of your head, but what you did say is that they're a fair amount. And you're, we're, sc- we're going to start to see, I think, I'm going to make a guess, because this is your second week in the negative, um, we're going to start to see th- some things closing up a little bit. I'm not feeling good about my lead. I'm going to be honest. I'm, I'm, I am doing some internal polling to see what I should do. <laughs> All right, our second, second biggest, biggest winner. winger, and this is this is awesome. Is Uncle Martian plus five point five. So yeah. he's the uh, the meat in the uh, winner sandwich this yeah. week at number two. Now he stands pat at eight. He didn't move up in the standings at that, but, but it's very 82. close now. He's got eighty two points. And the best part of this, he's going to jump over number seven in just a second. And the best, ooh, the best part of this as well is that he's got a healthy Sidney Crosby. So we talked about that. That's right. The guy's on a roll now, yeah. and we could potentially see Gump jump into the 90s now with uh, Kane, Crosby, his goalie's getting shutouts. We have a new Gump. Gump's let's just back. say that. Gump's back. Gump's back. He never really left us, but... Okay, let's go to our losers. Yeah. Uh, ranging from uh, minus 5 to minus 6.5. Yeah. Let's go to our biggest loser of the week, Zoltok. Free fall, minus 6.5 again, and you want to know why? He's not dealing. And... It's goalies. They are killing yep. him. We talked about it last week. He must address his goaltending situation soon. Yeah, see, this is the thing. So we, if we go back to week so 10. So your boy is at 86 My boy's at 86 and a half, 86, 86 and a half Week 15, uh, down 6.5 points again. Uh, last week, he was down 10.5 points. Uh, the week before that, he was down 7.5 points. So here he is in, in a matter of, of span of like four or so weeks, right? He is down... Um, from second place to six and hovering at uh, 86 and a half points where he was at 111. Crazy. The guy's got to deal something. He needs to something. change his name to Zol TikTok because the, the clock, clock is ticking. <laughs> and uh, if he doesn't make a deal soon, he's going to be um, – This you know, is, he's I, making a deal. I honestly think like the, like if, if the panic alarms aren't, aren't sounding off in his household, I'm not too sure uh, what's going on. I have a feeling he's, uh, he's drinking a nice bottle of brandy in his basement tr- trying to figure it out. I think he's a cognac guy, isn't he? He could be. He could be. Okay, our uh, second biggest loser, uh, the great Heisenberg, minus 5.5 points on the week. He maintains his seventh place standing, but from 89.5 to 84 points in a couple of days. So, again, returning returning to the earlier conversation of, of, of a disappointing season, uh, Heisenberg has to have, you know, he has, he has the, the, the crown on his, uh, on his head. He is the champ. But this is where this is where it's a disappointing season. He's sitting at seventh. Okay, what's the difference between seventh and twelfth? Five. five no, positions. no, no. What is the difference at the end of the season? 30, what's the difference? Thirty-four points. W- what do you get? What do you get for being in seventh? Or what do you get for being in twelfth? Well, because I'm the seventh, third biggest. Let's tie all this together. Because I'm the third biggest loser at five, a drop of five. So I would say finishing twelfth, you yep. feel uh, complete and utter shame. And usually in twelfth, um, managers have checked out. So to your credit, I'm not checking out. You're I not don't checking check out. out. No, 
Um, so I'm it, wheeling and a dealing. Is it? Uh, do you find? Uh, are you getting comfortable in twelve? Like, uh, you know, it's the new ten. Like before, say you you were uncomfortable if your bank account was at say a hundred bucks, mm-hmm. and then you get used to it, it's at zero, and then you're like, oh well, you know what? Zero is the new normal. That's so right. is twelve the new ten for you? No. Or you, so do you feel uncomfortable? There? I do feel uncomfortable. I don't like being at the bottom, obviously. Okay. And Nick and I are in a dogfight for that position. Uh, but th- at, at the end of the day, everything, everything, every, when everything plays out, the only, the only position that matters in this pool is number one. All right, and Cause, that's because we don't remember anybody who finishes second, third, fourth, or fifth. Even though some get a little bit of money, but at the end of the day, Heisenberg I, I is no I, better. Heisenberg. I finished second, and Doug finished third last year, so I actually remember that. Yeah. Okay. Well, but who okay. who was first? Who was first? Oh, the great Heisenberg. And who is who? Where is he now? Well, he's in seventh. He's going to get the same amount of money. He's going to get the same so amount of money. So you're looking at it from an economic perspective. Absolutely. Okay, I get that. I thought you were looking at it from an emotional perspective. No, I have never looked at this pool from an emotional perspective at all. Because you're the carefree whispers. I'm the carefree whispers. So there you go. Uh, winners this week. We got uh, Whiskey Dick Van Dyke, Uncle Martian, PMF. On the loser side, Zoltok, Heisenberg, uh, whispers. Big changes, actually. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, so we'll see. Uh, a lot we'll of fun. See where this goes next yep. week. And our, you know what, our uh, trade deadline is like a month and a week oh, away. Oh wow! So I even we need to have some episodes on that. It's time, leading up it's to time it. For, I even yeah. start thinking about. You know who out? Who also hasn't thought about the trade deadline? Who? The great Heisenberg. He we'll doesn't make it, trades. We'll leave it at that. I have a feeling. I got a gut feel that you and him will do a trade this you know, week and, and mend some fences. And you know who is actually, you know, quite conspicuously quiet? Who? Late Mike. Mike Hughes. Yeah. Well, it's. Uh, I think the, the there was a, the weather got below zero in Vancouver. Okay, so I, I haven't heard. I, I haven't heard anything from him. He doesn't text. He doesn't call back. I feel like I feel like uh, you know well, a university once, date. Once the weather goes below zero in uh, in Vancouver, that they lose all of their power, right? Which means he doesn't have Wi-Fi. Oh, I didn't think of that. Yeah. Yeah. So, and he's also been very busy. Uh, as you know, he's a leader in the Wexit movement. So. Yeah. So, well, the problem is, I think he's been over on on the island trying to set things up for uh, for the Royals. And that's the third thing that I was thinking of as well. So yeah. between uh, Wexit, yeah, uh, the the weather Me- and Megxit and Megxit, he's been busy busy uh, kind of uh, setting up the guest room so the, in his house. Mike, we're having a Megxit. Megxit. He needs to change his name. Yep. So uh, this episode is actually not about the future. It's about what everyone's name should be. Yeah, good names. All right. right. So let's get into our main topic, the future. Let's talk about uh, what's going on with our young studs. And we're back for the topic du jour, the the meat and the sandwich of this episode for uh, episode 51, The Future. Angelo, can you run down to our listeners uh, what they're about to experience? Yeah, let's go through our rookies first. We're going to go through um, 
you know, some skaters, four or five skaters, a few goalies that are yeah. rookies. Look at their stats and what their future looks like. We'll, we'll look at some sophomores and then uh, a couple of players that are coming in that uh, everyone should be excited about. Yeah. So let's start um, in no particular order, but let's start with one that kind of, for me, was unexpected. That's uh, Victor Olofsson of Buffalo. Uh, left, a, He's a left wing in our pool. The guy has scored 35 points already, 16 goals, 19 assists. He's got uh, great power play stats, nine power play goals, power play points. What do you think of him? Uh, this is, I mean, again, it's it's an interesting story. I think part part of the reason that no one's thinking of him is because he's on Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Um, but but when when you play with Eichel, you know. Um, it changes everything. This is the same thing that everybody used to scramble to play, get players that play with Ovechkin and Crosby, and you know, again, they're scrambling to get players that play with with McDavid. It's it's that effect, right? Eichel is has come into his own. The first couple of years in 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 the league and in terms of a fantasy player, didn't really have a whole huge amount of value. Eichel, I would say, he had some. He was he was kept. He was dropped. You know, he went back into the draft. But now you have that effect coming on, and I think that's part of it. Plus, yeah. the, the the guy's a stud. The guy's amazing. If he stays with Eichel, then then he's going to put up some big numbers he's 24 years old so while he's a rookie he's older than most rookies which is um, really important from a developmental perspective what I don't like and what scares me about him is his shooting percentage is 16.2 percent that's not sustainable Um, you know a 10 percent shooting percentage is sustainable at 16 percent it's a bit high but he is playing 19 minutes a night so 19 minutes a night you're putting up points when you get that many minutes so it's amazing um, yeah that's Victor Olsen our second guy we're going to look at Kale McCarr uh, defenseman extraordinaire. Everybody was after this guy uh, in the draft. And what a steal at fifty-four bucks or whatever. Yeah, this this is this is everybody was after this. So you want to run kid. down some stats on the, Makar? This is you know you got to remember these these are rookie stats for a total of thirty-three points in a rookie year as a defenseman. As a defenseman. Crazy. Twenty-four assists. Four. This is the big one. Is fourteen power play points. So you see why Joe Sakic was so comfortable shipping away Tyson Berry. Now you you, you well, it's a no-brainer. This is actually a decision that Sakic has 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 uh, actually thought through, right? It, this is this is this is this kid is the future, and 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 you know it's in the notes here. It it is it is he's a Norris Trophy winner in the in the future as well. Oh, for sure, he's going to be a Norris Trophy winner. He is one of the defensemen of the next decade in the NHL and in our pool for sure. Um, so he's a lock. I, I would say at fifty. If you could go on the keeper. trade market. Again, coming back to the trademark, if he were to go on the trade market, he's going to command a big-time name. Oh, yeah. If someone is really values defensemen as keepers, um, he could get back uh, a really established player for yeah. McCarr. Blair decided to deal him. And then I would say I'm going to put um, Quinn Hughes on the same sort of level as Kale McCarr. These two could be the one-two defense and who are going to battle it out for Norris trophies in the future. Yeah, absolutely. You know, while, while uh, Hughes has, has um, you know, a few more power play points, I think the draw the, the drawback on him over Makara is is the fact that he's at a minus seven in the plus-minus piece. And that Not will change, as, right, because he's on Vancouver. That's but. right. That will change, but, but, and it will change over time. But you're looking at, at two fantasy studs in terms of defense for years to come here, and the trade value for years to come is going to be huge. Yeah, so if we look at um, Makara has 33 points, Quinn Hughes has 32, 14 power play points is 17. Hughes is going to be the quarterback for their power play for years to come, and, and Vancouver's power play is absolutely lethal. Um, so for the 2020s, Quinn Hughes right now and Kale McCarr 
are the guys to watch. Yep, absolutely. So I would say as rookies, uh, it, you know, those, those, those two, two are from exceeded expectations. Oh, by, by far. Now let's look at our two biggest names who are rookies this year who have not exceeded expectations. They've actually been really disappointing. Uh, the first one is Capo Caco from uh, the New York Rangers. He's got only 16 points on the year, minus 16. Um, you know, even last night, New York, uh, the Rangers uh, put up six goal or six goals. Um, Artemi Panarin puts up five points. I'm glad Cap- I traded him. You should be. And Caco gets nothing. Yeah. Yep. So, so I think part of this is is the 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 kid's still eighteen, but the bigger the bigger part of it is is that the, uh, you have expectations on our, this one and the next one here in just a second that we'll get to that are so high that it's a lot of pressure for these young kids to play with, and there's been very little development from junior to the big time. No, so we live in an AHL city, and we've gone to AHL games, and we see the benefit of of these guys. Uh, getting some development time uh, with the American Hockey League and and their NHL affiliate, um, you know the Belleville Sens right now yeah. they're they're in first in their division. They're full of young studs: Josh Norris, um, Vitaly Abramov, Rudolph Balsers. All these guys are having time to develop. Um, Ottawa sent down a bunch of their young guys to continue developing. Logan Brown um, and Kako was not afforded that opportunity, and I think a year of development in the AHL would have been beneficial to him. And in hindsight, I think our, our last guy on this skater list for rookies, Jack Hughes, would have benefited as well. There's no question Jack Hughes is going to be a superstar in the NHL, but he's putting up 17 points for the year. People were picking him to have 70 to 80 points this year. He's the all-time leading scorer in the U.S. Uh, national development team. Uh, he's outscored uh, Patrick Kane, Phil Kessel. Like, this guy yeah. has championship pedigree in him. Uh, but... Uh, it's just not working. He's too young right now. Well, and part of this too is in coming back to the pool is the value for their, those players aren't there. Uh, but at the end of the day, um, are they worth keeper spots? Because is their second, is their sophomore year going to be any better? Well, I think well, it's yeah. going to be marginally better. But again, these are players that are going to have to develop, you know, come their, their fourth year maybe their fifth year or, or, or something like that, or third year, it's going to take some time for these players to hit that stride, and I don't even see it there in their second year. But here's Yeah, and, and here's what's crazy is uh, Kako's numbers are very similar to Sveshnikov's num- numbers yeah. this, last year. So right. when, when he was a rookie last year, that's what he was doing, and we're going to talk about him in a sec. So Maybe I'm wrong on this who one. Who knows? Like, you never know, right? Okay, so uh, let's talk about some goalies. Uh, for me, the rookie goalie uh, that is really impressed is Ilya Samsonov, or Samsonov, I'm not sure which way they mm-hmm. pronounce it. He's got 13 wins on the season, 211 goals against, .925 save percentage. So is he the future of Washington's goaltending? Uh, Are they going to re-sign Braden Holtby, or is is he the new number one guy? Well, it's interesting on this one too, right? Like, And and when it comes down to it, I think think you have an emerging star here. Um, Is it enough to to, – is it been consistently enough to, uh, you know, out out, uh, uh, position Holtby as the number one? I don't don't know. However – is it because of, uh, you know, uh, him being paired up? Because, I mean, goalies are an interesting breed. I'm sure there's been a lot of mentoring on from Holpe on this as well. Like, I don't, I don't know if Holpe disappears and they get somebody else young in there. Do you think, do you think this is, this is a situation where he could uh, outseed Holpe? I don't, I don't necessarily think so yet. I don't know. The, you know, and then whoever owns him, I think Nick owns him. He's, yeah. he's a $25 keeper. Do you take up a keeper spot with someone I've, like I've, that? I, like, I, it's worth the roll. If yeah. you're Nick, in, in, who's going to finish dead last in the pool, why not? Good point. 
Okay, we're going to talk about Elvis Merzlikens. He really doesn't have any impressive numbers right now. He's gotten better in the last week. Columbus is he on had a, a shutout the other. Didn't he have a shutout? Uh, no, no, but he uh, he oh, had he a really good have, game or something, a, a highlight shutout, save or something like that. But yeah, he's he's also the future for the Blue Jackets for sure. Yeah, they thought Corpusalo would do it. No. I don't know. There may be a one-two combo there that they're going to work on. Um, it's a tough. It's a tough team to be a net for for sure. For me, uh, Thatcher Demko falls in the same category. He's not quite ready to be a number one. He's no. got eight wins on the year, three twenty. Goals against nine oh three save percentage that that would concern me. I would not keep him right now. He's no. not worth it. And this is and it comes down to Colorado's uh, 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 goaltender as well. How do you pronounce that guy's name? Fran Coos or Fran Suze, actually. Fran Suze? Yes. So um, goalies to take a long time to develop. So they're not like the expectations on the Hughes or, or, or the Kakos here is, is that 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 they, once they hit the ice, they're ready to go at 18. That's not the case with goalies. It takes a lot longer for them to develop. Um, I think it's still early for these goaltenders to be con- be considered keepers um, and to be considered the future. But you know what? Within within four years, perhaps. Yeah, three years. I don't see Demko being there quite yet, um, and we'll see where where uh, Vancouver goes with their goaltending. Francouz is putting up. Uh, Top goalie numbers right now, 11 wins, 241 goals against, 926 save percentage. Um, so he could potentially overtake Philip Grubauer in the next. I think Grubauer has one more year after this year on his contract. So that's a situation to follow. Uh, if Grubauer's back as the number one, then, uh, you know, Francouz is one of those guys you like as a depth goalie on your team. Uh, if uh, he he prizes the job away again, that's a twenty five dollar goalie keeper. This is, right and this throws 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 a lot of things into 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 the, the loop here because on a fantasy level, this level of uncertainty with these goalie positions or forward positions um, it comes into play at the trade deadline, which we'll talk about in future episodes, and as well as keepers as yep. well. Okay, let's get into our sophomores now. So those are our rookies. Uh, sophomores, we have to talk about Sveshnikov. He has had a breakout season that I don't think anyone expected at this point. No. Um, you know, 42 points, 18 goals, 24 assists, plus 13, five power play goals, 15 power play points. He is one of those guys that is putting up fantasy numbers right now. Top 10 guy in uh, the pool in the left wing, right wing category. Everybody knew he was going to be a sniper in the NHL. That was a given. When he was picked second overall, everyone compared him to a Ovechkin type sniper. Yeah. Uh, will he ever be? Will he develop into an Ovechkin light? He's kind of showing that he might. He, he, if, if again, like it's, 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 it's too early to kind of, I, I think, to make those types of claims, but it's not too early to say, listen, this guy has huge trade cash. He has huge value in our league, right? In our fantasy pool. Uh, this is a player that can command um, uh, a lot of it and does command a lot of attention. Is he Ovechkin light? Maybe. But right now, as it stands now, with 42 points ranked in the top 10 in his position, he's the real deal. And when we talk about one-two combos, we've got Sebastian Ajo and Svechnikov paired up now, and they've got chemistry. That's a, a pairing to watch for the future. Ajo is not a, a sophomore, but paired with uh, the sophomore Svechnikov. That's, that's crazy. pretty impressive. Okay, our second guy, um, Elias, uh, Elias Pedersen from yep. Vancouver, center left wing. He's putting up uh, some numbers that are a bit more impressive than Svechnikov. 48 points, 21 goals, 27 assists. Power play killer, 18 points. Last year's Rookie of the Year showed it wasn't a mistake, and no. he's, he's cruising right along. He's the real deal, too. Glad I traded him to Mike. Mike gave up a fair amount at the time for him um, and, and knew, and knew uh, again, what he was getting. And this is, this is one Canuck we can't uh, uh, poke fun at him for having. This is, this is, uh, this is a player with, uh, with 27 assists, 21 goals, um, consistent power play machine, right? He liked 18 power play points. Who wouldn't want him on your team? 
Is he going to get 100 points uh, in the NHL? If, if not, it's going to be very, very close. Uh, how many years before he, get, he cracks 100 points? I, it, it's it's going to be next year. Yeah, he's imminent. I it, think it, I'm next, next year, year or the year after, he's going to be close to 100 points. He's, he's the real deal. So, And when you look at Vancouver, they got uh, you know uh, Pedersen. They've got um, Hughes at the point. Brock Besser. They've changed things around pretty well, quickly. they got the eh? Sedin twins, yeah. Pavel Bure. <laughs> And Trevor Linden, that is a winning combo. It's a winning, winning combo. When, you, when you're putting Linden back on the ice yep. on the top line. Yep. Oh, watch out. Amazing. Okay, let's go to uh, a couple more sophomores. Um, Rasmus Dahlin, defenseman. They take longer to develop, and I see his trajectory. Like, his stats aren't that uh, impressive. 26 points as a defenseman is kind of okay. Not a big deal. Um, I screwed up his plus minus. He's not plus 39. Um but he kind of reminds me a bit of Victor Hedman. Hedman came in as the first overall pick, didn't put up really good That's numbers right. in the first few years of the NHL. That's right. And now I would put him as he's a top five. Oh, for sure, uh, fantasy guy for us, right? Yeah, and de- and, de- and demands and demands uh, uh, demands value all the time, right? Like again, if you're putting Hedman on a block or whatever, you know you're gonna you get not only get a keeper but get get a massive return. Dallin's gonna be that. It's not he's not that right now. I think again because we're talking about Buffalo, but that team is changing. Right, they've got to work on on on. I think the goaltending question there, Allmark, maybe the 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 fix there. Who knows? But if you're if you're talking about Carey Price, that would be something, eh? Yes, absolutely. But anyways, you so will Dolan, see this I don't player. Think, I don't see uh, no. whoever has Dolan. I don't see him keeping. He's just not worth it right now. He hasn't developed, but he will. I think at some point yep. develop into that. And I want to talk about one more sophomore skater, not because of his stats, but because um, of his advanced stats, um, and that's Brady Kachuk. Uh, of Ottawa, only put up 25 points. He's minus 12. Ottawa is second last in the league. But have you seen his advanced stats? Yeah, the, the, this is this is a player that um, is a future for Ottawa, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Like this is this is a player. Um, you know, it, it, it's Ottawa, so his min- plus minus is going to be horrific. Uh, but this is a player that that Ottawa needs to build around. Absolutely. So if you look at his advanced stats, he ranks fourth in. Um, Shots uh, per game. He's one of the leaders for shot attempts. Uh, he's one of the top NHL players uh, for scoring opportunities. His shooting op- uh, percentage is really low right now, but all of his metrics uh, are pointing to him having a breakout season next year. And if they can score number one center, he could be a top fifteen scorer in the NHL. Yeah, absolutely. And that and that changes the that changes the the uh, the outlook of uh, of Ottawa for sure. Give right. some, something for Ottawa to cheer for. Okay, uh, let's talk about some goalies, and then we're going to talk about some draftees, and then we're good to go. So Jordan Bennington, uh, second year in the league, 22 wins, one shutout, 247 goals against, 917. He keeps it going. He's he's great. Right? Yeah, this is this is something, again, a big question coming in. Can he repeat uh, last year, the success of last year? And, and I think it's without a doubt he can Right, you know, you have St. Louis, uh, uh, you know, at, at at the top of their division. You have you have um, looking them, them looking just as strong as they as they did when they went into the playoffs. That that, that run at the end of uh, uh, at the end of uh, January. This 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 is the time yep. last year they went on that run. Here you have um, uh, the real deal, absolutely. Yes. And Blair needs to trade him. Oh. No, Not Blair, Doug, sorry. Doug, Doug needs to trade right. him. Sorry. So, so the the second guy, Carter Hart, he kind of unexpectedly took over the number one job last year, and Philly did a great job. That was a neat He's story. having an okay season, 15 wins, yep. 261 goals against, 905 save percentage. His save percentage is too low right now, um, but he's he's quite young. 
Uh, he is the number one player uh, in net for Philly. He's the future of Philly. He's a keeper at twenty five bucks right now, though. I wouldn't say that he's performing. Um, no, at the at the level he needs. No, but and and that being said, um, his stats will improve as Philly improves the other areas of of of, uh, of need. Yep. And let's talk about our third sophomore goalie. That's David Riddich of Calgary. This is good. This is a good story. This yeah. is something that you picked up on quickly last year, at the end of last year. Did you grab him, or when did you grab this No, I, I grabbed him mid-season last year. So mid-season at some, at some point, yeah. And then uh, the, 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 neat, the neat part of this is, is he's really come into his own. 18, 18 wins, uh, 279 goals against, 913 save percent uh, on Calgary. This is, this is, and this two is, shutouts. And two shutouts. This is a, this is a, a goalie that has has emerged very quickly in in the league as as an, as a, a dominant. Yeah, force. so he's he's been around top ten all year, and you know if he gets another win, he'll pop to number eight. If he loses, he gets down to twelve. But he's always kind of in that top. Mm-hmm. But this is a, this is one of those goalies that you would want to have on your team. Would you uh, trade him? I would consider trading him. Yeah, mm-hmm. now that I got, I don't, I didn't expect to get Devin Dubnik. Yeah, um, that was crazy. So now with him and Varlamov, I would certainly consider it. But yeah. he's also on pace to get over thirty wins, which is a real important metric in the league. So it's huge. If you can have a goalie that gets thirty wins, and that's what David Riddich is going to do, and he's also twenty five bucks, he'll be twenty eight bucks keeper next year. So uh, he's someone valuable, but he's he's performed expectations, I would say. Um, all right, shall we get into our, the draftees? Yeah, and the, this is a category I think I, I particularly like. Um, I always love searching out um, uh, future talent in in, uh, in 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 the draft, and, and and then maybe this has been my my fault in one of them, been my fault in my, one of my carelessness areas. But uh, let's go through some of the names here. So we're just going to go through four names. Um, get ready to be blown away by like these are monster numbers. Uh, uh, Alexis Lafreniere, he plays for Ramuski. Uh, he's a left winger. Played 34 games in the queue this year, 24 goals, 49 assists, 73 points, and plus 22. So he's a, he's a man amongst boys in that league. Yeah, he should he absolutely you know should be uh, easily uh, a leading candidate for the rookie of the year uh, next year. But is this going to be the same case as 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 we've seen this year with uh, Hughes and Kako and, and 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 everybody else? I don't know. Could be the same thing. You you just don't know. Well, here's the thing. I can't say I'm an expert on this player, but uh, I did watch him at the World Juniors, and what I didn't realize is how physical he is as well. And yeah. that could be—he's a big boy, and that could be the difference in the NHL, where I think Capo is not quite as big, and, and Hughes is not as big. Uh, Lafreniere is a big boy, and um, he doesn't mind mucking it in the corner, so he might be able to hold his own. Um, and he just has such great vision for the uh, uh, for the ice. He's an—he un- was so much fun to watch in the uh, in the World Juniors. So. Uh, is he like a Nathan McKinnon type player? Do you think? Yeah, well, it, it kind of reminds me of that, right? And and it, it's taken a bit for McKinnon to kind of be, it, hasn't it? Would you agree with me on that, yeah. McKinnon? McKinnon's always been a keeper. He's always been well, good. Robka dropped him at ten bucks, so Robka yeah. had a lot of high hopes for him and, but, and, but, and dropped him, right? But you know, now like it's it's he's no-brainer. he's a no, no-brainer. Could be. Okay, second guy, Quentin Byfield. Um, he's a centerman, which is really valuable. He's put up. Um, 63 points in 33 games, plus 24. He's a future number one player uh, as well. He's going to be a number one center in the NHL. Monster numbers in the OHL. But I don't think he's ready for fantasy. Wherever he goes next year, I don't think he's quite ready. He's almost a calendar year younger than Lafreniere, which makes a huge difference uh, in in development. So 
Uh, we're talking about really a 17-year-old just turned 18 or about to turn 18. You think he's going to play in the in, in the AHL for a bit? I think so. I think he needs a year in the AHL to develop. But he's putting up uh, similar numbers to Lafreniere, and he's he's almost a year younger. So this is somebody who has skyrocketed up the uh, the draft rankings and um, should be the number two overall pick easily. Um, and a similar player to him is Cole Perfetti. Uh, he's got 69 points in 40 games this year, plus 25. So I think he's a similar kind of uh, IQ, hockey IQ, as uh, Quentin Byfield. So those are three players. Mm-hmm. One of them we'll see next year in the draft for sure. People are going to pick up in the yeah. fantasy draft. The other two I'm not sure are going to go next year. Do you see any defense in terms of elite prospects uh, out there? Is it, is it primarily going to be a year for Fords? Well, in the world juniors, what I saw was a lot of guys that already drafted. Yeah. Um, and as a yeah, Sens fan, true. Jacob Bernard Docker, was un- he was he's going to be such a rock for – Ottawa's defense. So I didn't see any that were upcoming. I know there's a few names out there, but I, I didn't see any of them, so I can't really speak to them. But there was one goalie, and this goalie they are saying is the best goalie prospect since Carey Price, and that's uh, Yaroslav Askarov. He's a Russian kid playing some games in the AHL for St. Petersburg. Uh, he's got 238 goals against average, 922 save percentage. Um, all I know is they're picking him to be a top 10 pick uh, next next year. That's going to be interesting, right? He's he's he's. Uh, but again, goalies take a long time to develop, right? So right. you're looking at again four to five years from your draft year to develop, but um, it all depends on need too, because we saw that uh, saw that very much with Carter Hart, how yeah. you're thrown into the spotlight very quickly and be number one very quickly. And the Can difference with him is is he's playing some uh, some high level men men's league yep. games now in the KHL. He's not yeah. in the kids league. No, he's not in the kids league. So he could, uh, yeah, that's you're right. Like he could get drafted by a team who has a really big need in net. Yep. And they bring in a veteran to kind of plug a hole, but the veteran gets hurt, and he's forced in. Forced in, and then, and then takes before the you know it, yeah. you got a twenty-five dollar keeper there. So again, you're going to see this; these players be thrown into to to the mix in the draft. It's going to be interesting. It's always fun to who see who's really willing to roll the dice. We saw that with Hughes and Kako. I think we're going to see the same thing again. There it is, guys. Yeah. That's the uh, the future. Whew, Fifty-one. So got, What's for fifty-two? What I are we think, doing? You know what? I think we're loading up fifty-two already. We are going to break down. Um, Team stats, yeah. so fantasy manager stats by three categories: um, regular strength points, yep. specialty points, yep. and goaltending points. Yep. And then we are going to work out percentages to see where people um, have players that really excel in certain areas and where they have needs. More of as a broader category versus a single, like looking at singular players. We're going to look at the managers in those three categories. This is a, this is it's so timely because we've been our, our phones are just buzzing crazy all the time about oh, the pool, yeah. right? And people have been demanding for an analytics episode. So this is going to fill that need for our listeners. And which you know is is a, a, the it's most concerned. It's, it's the most concerned. It, it's right? time for us to go to back to to some numbers because yeah. uh, you know we looked at players today. We've been looking at our managers the last few weeks, um, and now it's time to get into some number crunching because I'm kind of missing the spreadsheets. Yeah. And you know what else is nice? What's that? This podcast is going to come under 50 minutes. Man, we've been uh, really long-winded for the last few weeks, eh? Yeah. It's All right. Brutal. On that note, we'll uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. See you, boys. And there's your last announcement for the day. <laughs>